Episode 21 Godfather of Chaos And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good news. The house didn't burn down. Hey, good news. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, that's true. Don't <laughs> reveal the magic. We <laughs> definitely don't pre-record these. It could happen at any moment. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <sighs> so, we ended uh, the last episode. Do you want to cover that a little bit, or are we going to just keep skating on? No, forward? we're going to skate past it. All right. We've made promises that we haven't kept before. <laughs> it's nothing new. <laughs> so, this episode, I wanted to start out by uh, by bringing something up to you and getting your actual, real, true reaction on the podcast. I'm scared. You should be, because I'm about to pro- proposition you sexually. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I'm not. Okay, so Trina and I were having a conversation, and um, no way. Yes, we have those from time to time. In in between Does it all, how the- oh, she's gonna lose her shit over this garbage? Which garbage? Oh, that, <laughs> I remember. Whoosh. That. <laughs> yeah, I definitely just got whooshed. So Trina and I were talking about something. Okay, is it is it against the rules? To have a godparent if you don't have your kid baptized. Gurgle, gurgle. <laughs> Deep thought noises. Um, I mean, what's the point? I uh, So I guess the problem now is it's more of what that term generally... I don't even know if that... So in my case, my godmother... Would have custody of me when I was a kid, just in case something happened to my parents. Uh huh. And I always thought that's what a godmother or father did, but that's not even really the case. No, because I mean, like in our case, if anybody would, well, we we're not gonna tell. Yeah. But it's someone not, yeah. would have custody, and it would not be a godparent because, well, Graydon doesn't have a godparent. He doesn't. No. Hmm. I so it's weird. For me, the baptism thing is, like, I don't, I don't know. There's still that superstitious part of me that's like, does it hurt to do it just in case? <laughs> but um, I think it's lost a lot of the relevance of being just baptized to have the godparent. Because I'm sure a lot of people that do not conform to a standard religious practice still probably select godparents for their kids nowadays. Because don't... Maybe not. I was trying to think if there's any, like, legal forms where you would specify that, but I don't think so. I'm dying over here. (laughs) I shouldn't have had that Mountain Dew. It's coming back with a vengeance. The Mountain Dew has a vengeance. But, uh, yeah, it's a very unique concept because godparents were created, Correct. To do what? I mean, I know they're at the baptism, and that's, I guess, the, at least in the Christian face that I've been in, the Methodist, and then some Catholic services I saw, I always thought the premise was, you're agreeing to help 
with the burden of this child. The child. With the child. But, I mean, is there something I don't know about with godparents, or is that I mean, what it's really supposed to be? I, I don't know. I mean, I've never I even thought about it. Yeah, I have godparents. Everybody I know has godparents. Not Graydon. He, you know him. He doesn't have oh, godparents. I'm surprised. So that brings me to my proposition. Uh-huh. Would you like to be Graydon's godfather? I, I, I'm i legit about to cry right now. <laughs> Absolutely. How dare you? This is horrible. <laughs> wow. And that really... Wow. That, that hit you in the feels? Absolutely it did. That that is what Trina and I think would be good for him. Wow. I'm gonna need <laughs> I'm gonna need a minute. Why would you do this on the podcast? Because she asked me to. Oh, she's horrible. Would, would you like Would you like a, a shop towel? Yes, please. <laughs> the business towel. <laughs> wow, this is legit. Um, absolutely, I would. Absolutely. How dare you? You know, that is Now not... I'm glad I stayed, even though I'm worried the house is going to burn down. <laughs> You're not supposed to reveal the magic. <laughs> now you did it too. But yes, absolutely I would. Okay, we'll have to tell her. Should we bring her in? We could. I'd rather not, because that's <laughs> I'd rather not make this super cereal for the rest of the episode. <laughs> oh, it's not going to be super cereal. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the wife come in here, the oh, wife, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have her react to your reaction. I think God is very displeased with what just happened. Cause he's the like wind outside. He's right like now. he's like. Did I just hear a Godfather <laughs> was created without a baptism? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What's going to happen now? Oh my gosh, that's quite the rain. Good news, if the house is burning down, it's not anymore. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, it is pouring outside. It is torrential. God is crying too because it's just such a touching moment. So, how uh, dare you? What? How dare come, you? Come, come and stand near the microphone. Yes. Oh my gosh. Hi, Weary. Weary's in the show too now. So I prop- I propositioned Corey sexually. Yes. Oh, you did. And then yes. afterwards, after he declined, I propositioned him about Graydon having a godfather, and he he did not decline. No, I. It was horrible because I legit started crying. Aww. So thank you. I, oh, of course. course I would. It's not supposed to have real feels. This is a <laughs> this is a hobbyist podcast. <laughs> but literally, I just. Yeah, I needed a minute. He gave me a shop towel to wipe my tears. Yes, he so. used a business <laughs> towel. A business towel. It's a good thing wow. I have my workshop in the podcast studio. Yes, you've been crying into your beard. So was that like a real com question? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, because I really like... No, we, it, talked about, we talked about it. I brought it up because yesterday, like, just talking, I was like, you know, if anyone, because instead of, like, us having to choose between, like, say, my sister and... Her fiance and mm-hmm. his brother, and you know who else is in Graydon's life all the time that he always looks forward to seeing. Aww. And he talks about you all the time, and Aww. you're there for us, Uncle Bobby, and Aww. you're there for him. Yeah. So that's the person we want oh, is someone that looks out for <laughs> Graydon's best interest. So this is killing me. 
How dare you do this Kill to me? Kill you softly? I, I'm, I'm glad I added this podcast, because the first 30 minutes are gone. <laughs> it's gone. Nothing happened. So we'll know exactly what's going on as soon as you realize that this podcast is only 25 minutes long. You'll know that Corey has sliced it. Yeah. But, I mean, that's something to me, and I've literally thought about this because, you know, growing up, I'm an only child, but all of my cousins... And all of my friends, they all have siblings. Right. So I'm like, not only am I probably never going to really officially be an uncle, I probably will never be a godparent, and that made me super sad. So I can't tell you, before I start crying again, how much that (laughs) means to me, and how dare you, and I will get back at you for this. Well, you're going to have to make me cry by making me a god dog daddy or something. Yes. (laughs) Would you like to be Riker Puppies, god pup father and god pup mother yes look at what willie he's like willie's like what about me oh no you get a god parent you get a god parent everybody gets god parents but to me it's something where i had never even thought about like the idea that somebody would just never do it because it seems i got the whole religious side of it and the actual other side of it really twisted Because it's like, I always thought it was expected that, God forbid, something happened to the parents. That's where the godparents are supposed to step up. And I'm guessing that's where it came from. Probably. And the religious stuff. But I didn't realize, like, really, legally, it has no bearing. Because I know tons of godparents that have, like, nothing to do with a godchild. And that makes me super sad. Because I have two amazing godparents that in their own way have done a lot for me in my life as do i so like you know my aunt stellar always there always remembers me for that and my uncle on my dad's side my dad's brother he's always been helping me with tons of different stuff so i have a great relationship with both of them but i know a lot of people that they don't even talk to their godparent anymore yeah my, my godmother Past, and then my godfather, after um, he got a lot of like grandchildren, because I was a god kid when he didn't have any grandchildren, mm-hmm. and my dad, you know, had me later in life. So when it was me, and until he had grandchildren, like we went over there like Christmas Eve and stuff, mm-hmm. like, so I was really involved, and not until I got older. Dash, worry. <laughs> Willie is licking Bryson's face right now. Shh, listen, listen no, to it. Listen to it. <laughs> you can't even hear it like we hear it right now. No, I don't want to. Um, Wee boy. Uh, but and yes. Bryson's uh, really close with his godparents. Yeah. Like, re- like. Yeah, I just, I guess I never <laughs> thought about, like, the idea of just deciding, nah, we're not going to do that whole thing. But I don't know. It's weird. But again, my heart right now is like, it was, and it, it was that day that his heart. Sizes. <laughs> I, I butchered that whole quote, but that's okay. That's okay. Well, thank you, Trina, for coming in and enjoying the moment. Yes, and making me look the fool and the crybaby, and I'm no. okay because it means I get to be a godparent. Da- god a goddaddy. Godfather. Oh, now I get to, I have to watch The Godfather now because I've never watched The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I don't think, do yeah, I don't that. think it has anything to do with godfatherhood. I think it doesn't. <laughs> Katrina's like, okay, I regret this already. (laughs) We're done. (laughs) We're done. So you come to me, buddy. (laughs) And on the day of this wedding. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't know. I've never seen it, so I don't know any of the quotes. On this, the day of my daughter's wedding. 
That's the yes. quote you were looking for. Yes. You come to me on this. The, the day, day of my daughter's wedding. There it is. I can go to the, a little bit. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah. Isn't that Scarface? That's Scarface. Ha! <sighs> huh. no, no, that's not. And Willie just goes. Come, do you guys have? <laughs> he's like, no, it's raining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll pee in the house, thanks. <laughs> so that's the horrible thing about my dog's run is that he can go in the shed. <laughs> so he's like, there's a lot of snow, rain, or something out here. I'm just gonna go poop in the shed. Hey, what's that? And Nasratu D is streaming. Yes, we'll have to watch him. I am crushing you in bit donations right now. <laughs> you definitely does refresh every week. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, at zero. Wait, which is like, how do I only have one? I've got to rectify this. And then I look and you're not on the list. And I'm like, oh, I'm falling for it. How much do I need to do? You have to find out. Because we are now competing for who supports Dan the most. <laughs> All the support. <laughs> So before we get into it too crazy, because the bits aren't that crazy expensive. No, they're if not. you do them marginally, like there's people that will down like give ten thousand bits, and that's just nuts. That's a hundred bucks. Yeah, but the thing is that you know you and I have had this conversation, and I don't want this to sound like the preachy "woe is me," subscribe, like share all the babbleheads content. No, that's not what it's about. But I think I mean you could totally do all those yeah, things. We greatly appreciate it because it does help a ton. Um, it definitely helps keep us motivated. Yeah, like if you're a listener and you listen every week, throw us a share. Yeah, because you know? like. then we then then all the people who are your friends on whatever platform that you're sharing it on, then all of them could you know take a listen and maybe one of them ends up being a listener. Yeah, and then it kind of grows. We want to do it. We I just, hate the term grassroots. Oh my god. But really? there's got to be a better way of saying like we just want this to grow organically and we don't want to try we're, and force it. Yeah, out. we're never going to pay we're just never going to pay for ad. Yeah, I get that constantly. Ads. It's like for f- we've don't we've credited you $15 to boost your post. Which actually is free by the way. You don't even have to yeah, pay. Yeah, I know, anything, but, but still I'm just like we're like nah. <sighs> yeah. We but, we don't mind I don't mind using paid ads for like our businesses. Mm-hmm. But Babbleheads is not a business. No. And Babble Tree is a business. Yes. And <laughs> we, again, we're name dropping it. We'll talk more about it at some point. We're excited about it because I think we work together very well because we both have different strengths and different weaknesses that kind of when you combine them together, evens out to a pretty good team. But what I was trying to get at is that it's shocking to me when you see something, somebody doing something on Facebook, especially at our age, like streaming or log- vlogging or making YouTube content, where you're like, ah, that's cool, but man, I'm, I'm not going to share that. I'm not, whatever, I'm not going to look at that or like it because I don't know what it is. It's not that you don't want them to succeed, but it also kind of feels like, ah, eh, nothing's going to happen. What's the point? Yeah. And I felt that way for a long time. And then just recently with the podcast and everything, I'm like, what does it hurt me to go, oh, Dan is live. You know what? I'm going to do it right now while we're talking. Yeah. Super professional. Here we go. I'm going to share that he's streaming. And I hope that whoever's listening to this can go to my Facebook page and see that I did indeed share it. (laughs) But Many weeks after. Yes. But what does it hurt to just give them a share and say, hey, can you check them out? Because in this world, shares, likes, comments 
are so much worth so much more. You don't have to go to the stream and watch for hours upon hours of content. All you have to do is, and we're going to have to go to actual Twitch because he didn't share that he's streaming. Unless, oh, it must be on his Facebook page. But, um, so Nosferatu D Facebook. But, I'm getting there. Yeah, so this doesn't hurt us at all, what we're doing right now, right? We're, this is taking just maybe a minute of our life to share this. And it does so much more than you could possibly imagine for Dan. Um, so. Share. I'm, and I'm going to read out what I'm writing. Recording an episode of the Babbleheads podcast right now. And I'm going to take the time to share my man Dan's Twitch. Because we like supporting other creators. Send. And that's the thing. This doesn't hurt us at all. But I think a lot of people don't know that little things help everybody so much. You know, uh... You might not want to watch Dan's full stream, but maybe somebody else steps in and go, wow, you know, I'm really enjoying doing this. Or, hey, you know what? I'm going to let it run in the background while I'm doing dishes. That watch time and the people that are watching, those are all things that companies look at. They don't care if you actually sat down and watched the video. Right, exactly. You know, if an ad pops up and you just let it roll while you're doing something else, that all helps Dan. And what does that hurt you at all? And I'm not saying that you should manipulate that system and just do it, you know, and not pay attention to the content. No, that's wrong. I don't think that's right. But you might actually like it or you might share it with somebody that does. And networking is a good thing. So I think that if you see somebody in your feed that's trying to do something creative, that tiny amount of support is more help than you could possibly imagine. It does make a gigantic difference. And as you're doing that on your personal, I am going into the Babbleheads page and doing the same. Yes, which, I mean, I think that's going to definitely... Uh, there we go. Yeah. So I what I just shared under the Babbleheads podcast is I just said very simply, during our podcast recording, our friend Dan started streaming. Go check out his stream. And I shared his post. With a link to his Twitch. Perfect. So, uh, have you ever tried... I know we talked a little bit about it. Have you ever thought about streaming? Yeah, we talked about it with Dan. Um, I have streamed before, horribly. And uh, it went really badly, as expected. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I had very seriously considered is um, bringing our podcast live. Since we're already unedited, there's really no reason not to. But it does raise its own challenges. Yes. Uh, and that's the thing is, it's a world where I think people need to understand that there is a clear definition between doing it for fun as a hobby and trying to make it professionally. It's very hard to do a laid back and be making any sort of money even if it's change <laughs> yeah with it like it requires quite a bit of time and thought and investment to get to the point where that's gonna pan out but um there's nothing wrong with doing it as a hobby like yeah. this podcast for sure 
Oh, and speaking of hobby, if you have Amazon Prime and you go check out our buddy Dan on, on Twitch, yeah. throw him your Amazon Prime uh, Twitch subscription. It doesn't cost you anything. You can just toss him toss him the subscription. It helps him out, and it doesn't cost you a dime exactly. if you already have Amazon Prime. I mean, that's It doesn't even doing. hurt you. Yeah, it, it doesn't. You never have to do anything with it. Um, I actually have a stream open right now. Uh, it doesn't look like he's doing anything, so I'm going to keep it open. There you go. And then I'm going to definitely share that we're recording. But Yeah, um, we'll have to see what his reaction is when we tell him that we're recording a podcast right now as he's streaming. Recommending people who are listening, well, in a couple of weeks, yeah. <laughs> to, to go and, oh no, the magic. And the magic is gone. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing is, his brother, I mean, that whole family is just immensely talented creatively. Definitely. And I think that comes from just... A drive at youth to push the creative side of it. You know, I think that's something... My parents did it a little bit, but I I think the more and more I see... I always grew up and I'm like, well, why would you send your kid to an art class when they can just doodle? You know, or something. Or why would you send them to get lessons when they can just learn on their own? The structured development of creative outlets is actually extremely powerful. Yeah, we talked about that too, right? Yeah. We talked about how um, creative outlets can give you a place to put your your thoughts and feelings and get them into the out of your head and into into the real into real life where they can make a meaningful difference for you and for the people around you. Yeah. And so, you know, we shared Cameron's video um which and- Stardust. Yes, which Stardust and our humble beginnings as axe throwers. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. Also inspired us to go on a diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched the video and I messaged Bryce and I'm like, yo, Cameron's video is up. It's really great. We got to make some changes. And I, I mean, we and we're going to get real again for a little bit, man. This has been a really a real episode. But, you know, we do. And because we can joke around about it as we want, as much as we want, but it impacts both our lives. For sure. It's not like we're going out and we're like, oh yeah, life is super easy. It's like, meh, it sucks. <laughs> There's some things that go on and it's not fun to deal with and it's just all on us. And again, we don't need to spend much time on it. No, we've, we've talked about it before. We've been there, done it's, that. We're not saying, oh, woe is me. How could somebody else do it? That person is us. We did it to but, ourselves. But woe is me. Yeah, but I, if I can't complain about it, what fun is that? But what about the woe that is me? Totally. But yeah, so I'm interested to see how that whole 10 minutes goes where we were trying to type and also conversate. <laughs> that was really hard. It was it was really hard. super hard to be like, how do I keep this thing going while also typing well, a meaningful message? I'm sure I'm going to read it and be like, what the hell is probably that We probably should have just, you know, been Pause. silent. Yeah, no, no, no. We should have this. No, we don't edit this. Exactly. We would just sit here in silence with our listeners and just let them listen to us. You, we turn the volume on our phones, put them up by the microphone and go. Well, obviously... When they run into that portion of the podcast, they are going to pull out their phones. They are going to go to Nosferatu underscore D on Twitch.tv. And they are obviously going to follow with their Prime subscription. They're going to hit him up with that Prime. They're going to hit him up with that good Prime. I got to love how we don't try pushing ourselves. We're like, hey, this guy. (laughs) go, go." But that's the thing is it's like, again, it doesn't hurt anybody. 
So why is it such like a weird concept? It to be almost like, it almost feels this. like it's taboo. Yeah, like it, people feel like um, doing something like Twitch where you're streaming and you're putting. And think of, you're, you don't think of it as someone putting in hours of their time, mm-hmm. not only to actually do the stream, but also to prepare for the stream, get all the equipment that's required. You know, you got to have a microphone, you got to have a pretty nice gaming PC, you got to have a lot of stuff to start a stream. Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, your initial investment, I mean, assuming you don't have a PC already, is like two grand yeah, and to get all the equipment for streaming. And then on top of that, you're putting yourself out there, which is not an easy thing to do. No. And then, then people somehow make it seem like or make it maybe make it feel like they're begging for money when yeah. in reality it's nothing to, it's nothing like that they're yeah. enter, they're trying to be an entertainer yeah. and twitch gives someone who wants to be an entertainer a platform where they can monetize their desire to be an entertainer without having to do it through a structure that exists oh there goes my phone i shouldn't no. have put it there no but i have saved it. you did it but that's the thing is um i felt kind of bad though so about what when i was when you donate bits on twitch uh-huh dan has it set up that it makes a notification sound so like he knows when people donate yeah so he was playing an extremely hard game i can't remember the name of <laughs> it's like a uh, side scroller version of dark souls mm-hmm. great game and i have actually enjoyed and i'm not saying this just to make dan feel better because if there's stuff that he was doing that i think he could do better i would have been like hey dan you should probably do this but i actually enjoy jumping in on the streams for a while and uh <clears throat> when a tough part would come up i'd give him one bit i said don't die and uh he got killed right after one of those and i'm like yeah i feel bad about that now because <laughs> i didn't know like i didn't do it intentionally to mess him up or anything right. like that but it's kind of it's fun and, you know and i donate here and there and i've given away probably i think now a total of five subscriptions to people in his chat which is another step but you know hopefully those people keep it going afterwards if not uh it's like a gift that if dan was to have a birthday you give him a gift card it's the same amount this is a lot more meaningful in my opinion yes in the opinion of you yeah in the opinion of me in fact yeah but we don't have any such subscriptionability nope but the way that you the way that you can support the Babbleheads podcast is to follow us on Facebook. Why does that sound so the whole like, share, subscribe thing, comment, why does that sound so bad? So skeezy. But here's the thing. When's the last time you watched a video on YouTube and liked it? And clicked the like button? Yesterday. I never do. I never watched, used to. I've I never watched used to. hundreds, if not thousands of so, videos. So there is a prime example where you need to step up your game. Yeah. Because if there's someone that you, a YouTube, uh, YouTuber or someone on YouTube that you su- would like to support, one of the best ways you can do that is by hitting the like button. Yeah. And throwing a comment down in the comment section. And the reason is that that all is contributing to the YouTube algorithm, which gets them onto the front page. Yeah. So... I think we should talk a little bit about how all of that works. Sure. I, I mean, I don't even know the so full extent of YouTube that. I know quite a bit about. Um, I'm a YouTube premium subscriber. I just canceled mine. So I am never going to cancel mine. As long as YouTube is a thing that I'm going to use, mm-hmm. I'm never going to cancel it. I actually have YouTube premium family. Why? Because Trina has YouTubers that she likes to watch as well. 
Oh, and I guess it gets you up to five, but it's still really the price of two. Yes. Yeah, okay. That makes so sense. So we have, <clears throat> we each have our own accounts. Mm-hmm. And um, first of all, I like not having to ever worry about ads. And mm. if you have YouTube Premium, instead of having to watch an ad and then the person gets a portion of the ad revenue, they just get a portion of your subscription anyway. Hmm. So they still get something from it, even if you. So if you. So for example, if you don't like ads, and you use AdBlock to get rid of your ads, that means that the YouTuber gets nothing, hmm. right? But if you have a YouTube Premium subscription and you watch their video, they still get something for it. If that makes sense, it does, and it makes me wonder: is it something where, at the end of the month, it divides your watches up? Or does it? Is if it that's the case, then ain't nobody getting nothing. Yeah, from I me. mean, like, oh, congrats, you no, got points. I think zero, I'm sure it's time. probably a set amount per view through YouTube subscription. Would be my guess. Yeah, regardless I of how much because they, that then you would. I'm lose sure it's money. fractions of cents, but yeah. if you have a hundred thousand people who have YouTube premium subscriptions watch your video and you get one tenth of a penny for each one, that's what a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is so. What people don't understand is why the whole uh, like, comment, subscribe thing is a thing is because that helps people because yeah, they, it might not make them more money directly. Exactly. A YouTuber doesn't get any money when you like, comment, or subscribe, but it does give them more relevance in the algorithm. It helps them be found in search results. It helps them be higher in the rankings. And in general, you're just helping. Yeah. And so... What does a ranking increase do for a YouTuber? It gets them higher to... So, you know the trending page? Yes. So, um, the rank is directly related to the trending page. So, if your video that day is like in the top 100 um, ranked on YouTube, you'll be on like the third page of the trending. Okay. And that gets you... Just being on trending gets you into the potential for having a ton more views so there there have been plenty of people who started on youtube been doing it for two or three years mm-hmm. and you know maybe they have like ten thousand subscribers which is still an accomplishment all in of itself so say you've been on youtube for like two two and a half years and you've been doing videos you know one video a week for two years and you have ten thousand subscribers who are like yeah. loyal followers which is awesome but then you make a video that gets into the trending, right? I've seen several people that this has happened to um, where they make one video that just for whatever reason, um, the algorithm likes it and it gets rocket shipped up. So um, I'm trying to think of one concrete example um, to to give you, but I'm having a little trouble coming up with one. But I know of several YouTubers who have, this, who have actually experienced this with because I have followed them early on mm-hmm. and then watched this one video that they make hit the algorithm the right way. Yeah. And then literally in three days, they have 300,000 subscribers just like that. Yeah. And I mean, it's something that is – there's something messed up with the algorithm in general. We don't need to get into that. I'm sure there's millions of videos on the YouTube about how it's screwed up right now. Oh, there is. Because there's people that will do one type of thing and then they branch out to something just to get better views and it skyrockets. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to talk about that. But it's kind of sad that, like, it really, it's, everybody thinks, oh, I can just get on YouTube and I can play whatever I want and I'm going to be popular. 
It's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, no. I mean, when I say that it's not going to happen, it's a statistical improbability. Because in today's world, if you're getting on, like, what's a game that we would want to play? Let's say we were like, okay, we want to stream and do YouTube content for World of Warcraft. All right? We might be really good, but it's going to take a long time to get people to click that. Yeah, because you have... Even the most established people who are streamers and, and YouTubers in that space, they've been doing it for years. Yeah, and it's not so like that you, lucrative of you've a You've got thing. guys like um, some of the biggest ones I can think of who are like wow streamer types would be like Preach. Preach Gaming. He's, I think, 400,000 plus subscribers, something like that. Yeah. Then you've got guys like Asmongold, who's like one of the highest rated streamers on Twitch because... You know, he gets like, he's one of those guys that gets like 30 or 40,000 people watching his stream. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, And uh, it would be super hard to break into that space because you've got guys like that. Yeah. Who are just crushing it. And again, don't get me wrong. I don't think you shouldn't do it. No, there's no reason not to. But don't expect that like, I'm going to quit my job. Yeah, I'm going to quit my job and be a YouTube streamer. Unless you have three to four years of income in the bank. It's not going to work. Yeah, I think even more than that a lot of times. So well, a lot I've, of the guys I see that ha, that have succeeded in the YouTube-verse mm-hmm. have been doing it for like five plus years. Yeah. And they've been just steadily uploading. Even when they didn't get anybody to watch, they were uploading a video every week for the like literally, you know, before they even really had many people watching, it would be like two years yeah. before they got any real subscribers. Yeah. And that's... um. I think as YouTube ages, it's going to get a little bit longer and longer each time. And there because to get break into the saturation of it. And there are some some um, exceptions to the rule. Absolutely. So one one community in particular that I can think of is the anti flat Earth community. Yeah. On YouTube, there's like probably ten or twelve now significant people in that space. And they all have right around, I want to say, twenty to 30,000 subscribers, which isn't mm-hmm. a ton, but it's it's a definitely a noticeable amount. Yeah. But the way that those channels have always seemed to work, at least for the last couple of years, they'll start, and then within six months, they've got 10,000 subscribers. Okay. And then it slows way down, and then in another six months, they've got 20, and then in a year, they've got 30 or 40. Okay. And for whatever reason, that topic blows up. Like, yep. there's, there's, I don't know if it's because there's, like, a certain group of people who just love watching anti-flat earth on youtube mm-hmm. so anytime a new anti-flat earth youtube that's anywhere near decent comes up they're like yep subscribe no. i don't know if it's that but either way that's there's a few different like horseshoeing is that true horseshoeing that's a that's a thing huh so it's not throwing horseshoes like actually putting I, shoes on horses i went down a rabbit hole of oh, grooming God. of grooming horses hooves i've never owned or ridden a horse but it's like they have to scrape it away and take the hooves off. Oh, yeah. It's a, and like it's the metal uh, horseshoe off and like they get it down. And I'm like, that has to be so satisfying for the horse. But they're like shaving stuff off yeah, but with it, like. It doesn't hurt them. It's like a no, fingernail. It's like a huge thick fingernail. Yeah. And it's like they're pulling it. It's like if you like pimple popping. This is like along those veins. So there's so many things on YouTube that I watch that it's yeah. just like. How did is this? <laughs> yeah, how did this happen? So, um, I am subscribed, and if ever I if I stumble upon a channel that I think makes decent content, even if I've only seen like three or four videos that I liked, I generally will drop a subscribe. Hmm. Um, 
So one such example is a show that – or not a show, a, a YouTube channel that mm-hmm. I ended up watching for like maybe three days. And that's all I watched for three days. Yeah. It was – um, uh, The Handyman was his name. Never watched it. He – all he does is he's – he literally is a handyman. He's like a contractor type. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't do like – he's not like a construction guy. He'll go in and like fix doorknobs and fix – he'll do pretty much anything, plumbing, electrical, whatever – but it's just odd odds and ends jobs. Yeah. Right. And he just YouTube's his business. Yeah. So he rides around in his truck and he'll be like, Well, I'm heading to this place over here. You know, this has been a great customer for me. She's pretty well off. You know, she pays pretty well. I'm gonna go, I gotta fix two doorknobs and I got a, a loose hinge on her cabinet and uh her light switch in her bedroom's broken. You know, and he'll go through and he films the whole thing. He does it with a GoPro or whatever, films the whole thing. You would mm-hmm. watch him do it. And then, you know, at the end, he's like, you know, that was pretty good. You know, I made X amount of dollars, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, that's yeah. it. It's literally just him filming himself work. Yeah, I watched one where it, it was, was so good. a bee removal guy. So, like, he deals with, like, the bad ones. Like, right. Like, carpenter bees and, like... Carpenter bees aren't... They're destructive. Africanized but, bees. Yeah. Like, I think one of the episodes he had to deal with them, and that's super scary. Deadly. Yeah. But, um, he... Like, the ones that are nasty. And, like, he goes and he'll take the nests out, and then he pulls the larvae out and he feeds them to his chickens. And I'm like... This is kind of weird. I mean, they do. So chickens and stuff eat the grubs and insects and stuff. I'm like, this is just kind of strange. He has such a huge following that one of his chickens passed away. And it's like F's in the chat by like (laughs) thousands of people for a chicken. And I'm like, this is those are the people that they get in at the right time with something that's just crazy enough to work. Yeah. You know, and it's just fascinating. Like. You said the handyman. What a great idea. Yeah. Because one, it puts, uh, <laughs> it covers you because you the work is literally right there. Like, he did it right. Yeah. It's, here's the evidence. Oh, that's the other thing is he was, he's actually really good. Yeah. Like, everything that everything that I've seen him do was, like, very high quality work. Yeah. So, that that's really cool. It's strange to me that somebody would have, like, that much work for a handyman just well, out of nowhere. But he... he has tons of well people would wait like you know this thing's broken but it can wait and then mm-hmm. eventually you get like six things that are broken you're like all right fine i'll call the handyman have him come out i guess that makes sense but I, mean, I would never hire a handyman because i am a handyman yeah but again we get back to what we talked about in the last episode about your time is worth money for sure yeah but um i think so you know we talk about you get into these things at the right time and you look at joe rogan who has a podcast, and if he had done that later, you think he'd be as successful then, now, if he'd started like now, if he did, then if he did before. Right. You know, all these people that are super successful on YouTube or as podcasters, Most a lot of them, of them are like, doctors. listen, it's like, I don't know how, if I would be able to do what I do now if I hadn't started when I did. Yeah. And again, I don't mean to say that to, you know, deter other people that, you know, but, the, but it does happen, that. man. I mean, like, uh, yes, a lot of the YouTubers that I follow um, started a long time ago. But yeah. like for ex- one good example I can think of of somebody who blew up like crazy quick mm-hmm. is um, Street Speed 717. Don't know what that is. Um, he is a car YouTuber. Uh-huh. And um, the way he got started um, was interesting. Like, he, he had a real small YouTube channel. He didn't have any really any subscribers. Mm-hmm. And he worked in finance. 
So okay. he, he worked on like on Wall Street and um, he put up a video. He was one of the first people on YouTube to do the 10 things I hate about blank mm-hmm. videos. Remember how they were like a big yeah. trend? Um, so he did um, he did 10 things I love about my uh, Dodge Hellcat because he was one of the first people to get a Dodge Hellcat. Mm-hmm. And then he did a video called 10 things I hate about my Dodge Hellcat. And then the ne- the third video that he did was, and I don't know if it was actually a third video, but the third video of note on his channel was the reason I'm selling my Dodge Hellcat. <laughs> Right. So he's, he was, this was back when Dodge Hellcats were like, everyone was like, holy crap. These are the coolest car in history. And he bought one and hated it. (laughs) So he made a YouTube channel and he talked about how he didn't like it. And then he got so much hate from that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know what? Screw you guys. He doubled down, sold the Hellcat, bought a, bought a ZR1 Corvette and he built his channel around this new car, and I, I swear, I watched this guy. I subscribed when he was like, I think he was at about 20,000 subscribers. And in two weeks, maybe three weeks, he went from 20,000 subscribers to like 400,000. It's insane. And now he has like almost a million. Yeah, and I do think too, um, and I watched a video. I'm not going to name the YouTuber that I watch because it's kind of a guilty pleasure. His content <laughs> is good. It's ASMR. No, um, he does gaming stuff. But uh, and always has. But he actually on the side now does and said like you know I do, um, not uh the word I'm looking not mentorship for people that want to become YouTubers but something similar. And in the thing he goes yeah like they pay me obscene amount of money. So he's doing workshops. Yeah, these rich kids' parents pay him an obscene amount of money to come in and try and teach their kids how to be YouTubers because that's what they want to do. And I definitely think a lot of YouTubers and stuff now that are really popular, they either had a lot of cash or the younger ones came from weller off families. It helps. It definitely helps. Now I'm not saying all of them are like that. Don't get me wrong. Like some people weren't, but then some of them like, you're like, man, this guy's so relatable. And then you find out like, their parent is a CEO of like this company and they didn't have to work. So how about this? What is your current favorite thing on YouTube to watch? What's your, what's your go-to right now? I actually have always been a long time fan of Rooster Teeth. Really? You're still following Rooster Teeth? Yeah, so they... I'm a subscriber. Yeah. So the long and storied history of Rooster Teeth is they began as a group of guys that made... Uh, Machinima, Machinima yeah. and the original Halo. They were guys red that, versus blue. Yeah, baby. they were guys that worked together in a office. I think they were telemarketers. I don't know the full history that well, but they would make this on the side. And they were they were like pioneers in yes. Machinima. Yeah, because we're ta- we're not talking about using computers. These guys were doing Machinima with Xbox. Yeah, so they went into the game in a multiplayer match and made a movie. Or episodes of a TV show. Just using like a capture card. Yeah. So um, they'd move the head up and down. They'd walk around. They set up everything. And back in the day, it wasn't easy where you can put what you want. Right. So one person, they also had to figure out a hack. They had to, remember they figured out how to drop the weapon and have no weapon with just your hands out. Well, So they could use that as the camera guy. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of work to get just to where they needed to be. But they started doing that, and um, there was Joel, 
There was Jeff. There was Bernie. There was Gus. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple. But these guys, they all started it. And I don't know, ever know how the business really was officially formed. Who was like, if they had an equal partnership, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But they go forward and eventually, now they, the original owners don't own it. They were bought out by other people. It's gotten a little bit more um, corporate. Right. But surprisingly not in really that bad a ways. Like They have released their own feature length films. Which is really cool. It's called Laser Team. But what happened is Jeff, who was always very a big fan of the video game aspect of it, he is actually, he's a weird dude, but he's kind of seen as a pioneer on the internet. And he really is. Um, whether or not he was the first one to do it, he was always very um, present and uh, seen with his thoughts. And he started the Let's Play channel portion of Rooster Teeth, which would play video games and Achievement Hunter, which they actually used to go and show you how to get achievements back in the day. Like, if you go back about 10 years and you have a game that's out and you're like, how do I get this achievement? You likely watched one of their videos to do it. But that kind of fell off because Achievement Hunting has kind of lost its... Appeal? Appeal. No one gives a crap. No one gives a crap anymore. Back in the day, Gamer Score was a big deal. Yeah, yours was huge. You had a big Gamer Score because you was a nerd. Yeah, but to wrap all this up in a somewhat timely manner they do a let's play channel where they play games and they're just a group of comical guys like getting and just joking around and playing some ridiculous games and my favorite one they play is gmod with trouble in terrorist town because it's a lot like that card went game we played uh, one night werewolf where if you have six people two people are the traitor and their goal is to shoot and kill all the other people and be have at least one traitor alive and then the others are trying to keep at least one innocent person alive and there's special roles, whatever. Right. But it's just hysterical to watch. So you talking about a group of goofy guys, that reminds me of is um, is <laughs> in my son. Yeah. No. What that reminds me of is um, the guys who create uh, different abridged series. Um, yes. Uh, we're talking about Team Four Star in this case. Yes. Uh, there's your child. Yes. Hi, Let's see bud. how this goes. Hi, Bubby. Welcome to the podcast, buddy. Hi, Bubby. Come here. Here, sit with Uncle Let's Bubby. Let you no. trip over this. Okay. Hey. Okay. Here, look. We're having a podcast. Can you say hi to the people? Hi. My heart. <laughs> he is. So, anybody so that ta- doesn't know Bryson's son. No, no, no. You're going to kill everybody's ears, bud. <laughs> Anybody that doesn't know Bryson's son, he is way too cute to be... Bobby. Yeah. (laughs) Bob. Bobby. Bobby. He's way too cute to be Bryson's kid. That's all (laughs) I'm going to say. Hi, Bobby. He doesn't want the pop filter in the way because he can't see his Bobby. Dad's Bobby. Yeah, that's Bobby. (coughs) Aw. Let it out. All over Daddy's pop filter. But yeah, so... You got me hooked on the abridged because I'm not a bubby. I'm not a big fan of DBZ. Like I like it. Don't get me wrong, but, but it's gotten bridge, old. But abridged is even yeah, better. Abridged like, is just great. Dude, abridged Vegeta is my Hi. favorite character in Hi. all of fantasy. Followed Hi, close Dad. by abridged Cell. Yes, Daddy. which 
people that don't know what a bridge is, hey, hey, hey. it basically takes the original animation Hi, with some yeah. slight modifications Hi. and is a redub in mm-hmm. a funny way. So they take they take a half an hour episode of DBZ and turn it into a 12 minute. <laughs> yeah, but they also record their own voices over a lot of it. Hey, bud. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, bud. Black and black and yes, the, that is black. black. Yeah, so, but that's a prime example of people doing something because they oh, like it. I don't think they ever went into it thinking that they were going to make millions of dollars on it. And Bryson is dying because he's got a future in this. He's definitely going to rip that pop filter, though. Hey, be gentle. But, yeah, so I think we've take quite a journey on this episode of the podcast this one's gone all over the place (laughs) but i hope it comes out good because this might be my new favorite episode so with that i think it's no we're not done we are not done what are you gonna say this is the shortest episode ever we're not it's not we're not done we this is oh that's 51 (laughs) we are not done all right maybe we're not done yet are we gonna keep doing this oh yeah yeah, we're gonna keep doing this (laughs) That's a razor That's blade. That's a razor blade. Let's not play with the razor blade. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one's your... Go give it... Go give mommy a shot. Yeah. Go give mommy yeah, a shot. Yeah, you have a special sacred duty. Mom. Yeah, go give yeah, mom a go shot. Go mom. I'm coming. Okay, you okay. coming to get mom. Quickly. Quickly, go. Yes, I, I go. Go I forth. Go. I go. Oh, Willie, I'm sorry. I almost just slammed the door on the dog. Go, Willie, go. This is an eventful episode right here. This is an eventful podcast. Hey, Willie's in here now. Willie, where is he? This is this is one hundred percent proof that we do not epi- we do not edit this podcast in any way. It has gone from an emotional train wreck all the way through to a real conversation. Now it is devolving into complete chaos. You gonna give me some medicine? Oh, oh thank you for the medicine. Now you go and give mommy medicine. Give go, mommy medicine. go give mommy medicine. Give mommy medicine. Willie, go give mommy medicine too. Go give mommy kisses ah, or mommy. something. Whatever it is you dogs do. Give mommy medicine. heads listeners, this is the real deal. This is not a drill. This is uh, this is a code. What are we gonna call this? A code gray? This is a code gray. This is a code gray. For Graydon. This has really happened. We have a Graydon. He's in here. And he's being... He's he's now being extracted. All right. Okay. We have made it. We've successfully made it. Corey's about to sit back down. There we go. All right. Things just got real. Yeah, this just got real. All right. So what we were just... (laughs) And that's a deadbolt. We were were just talking about Team Four Star and DBZ Abridged. Yes. Um... Perfect Cell in DBZ Abridged is one of my favorite characters in all of fiction because he's just, he's a cocky butthole and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. If you've never watched it, you should watch it. Whether you like Dragon Ball Z or not, it's a great series. Oh yeah, it definitely is. What I was going to actually talk about is my current guilty pleasure of YouTube, Uh which is uh, Reddit stories. Yes, and listening to those over the sound of your son just desperately wanting to see us is just killing me yes but go on so just ignore the sounds you hear in the background of a child behind a dead bolted door <laughs> so he can't get to where we are um so uh 
I can even stand listening to the terrible robot voices, mm-hmm. which is what I... So I started out with uh, a YouTuber called R Slash, and he actually reads them. He reads them out loud. And um, there's a couple others like that, but in the majority of the Reddit channels... <laughs> such chaos. The majority <laughs> of the Reddit channels are... Um, Red bar are super lazy, so easy to do. Yeah, like the easiest YouTube channel you could make, and these guys are making a lot of money off of these channels. Yeah, it's which is why it's a guilty pleasure because it's like no, you effort. know, you're feeding something. Yes, I'm feeding like the machine. Probably China. Yeah, so they're just making these videos where they just do text to speech, and it's like. Welcome back to r slash Welcome to r slash podcast. And, and they can't pronounce anything, right? And they'll yeah. say like, TL doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of TLDR. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like, um, this is the bomb period com. Instead of the bomb.com. <laughs> yes. You're definitely fighting through this. Yeah. But oh, I yes. think it might be time to just call it. Nope. We got this. We're going to keep <laughs> oh, going. Well, yeah, so that's a guilty pleasure for sure. The pimple popping videos. I can't I, do those. Uh, My wife loves those things. Um, I watched one, and it's a guy that, like, it's, I think, how I ended up at the the horse hooves, <laughs> because he's somebody that, like, helps out animals. <laughs> the horse hooves. And there's one, and it is horrible. A guy gets called because a cow is not eating, not defecating. So nothing's going out or in, and like, a cow's worth a lot of money. Yeah. So they're like, we need this thing checked on. And it had eaten so much garbage. Like actual garbage? Actual garbage, that they cut a hole in its stomach on its side. Yeah, and they leave it there. And he reached in, elbow, no, shoulder deep, and was pulling out garbage by the, like, Bucketfuls. Yeah, they actually and they just leave the hole open. Yeah, they leave the hole open because the inside of a cow is apparently way more immune to disease. Yep. Than our entire body. I've seen that before, where they like if a if a cow eats too much of like uh, actually I, think, I want to say it was corn, like because a lot mm-hmm. of cows are corn fed, but they have to do a certain mixture. Yeah. Where you can't feed them just corn, but they yeah. use corn as like a filler, but they can't really digest corn. Yeah. So they can get blocked up. Yeah. And they have to put those holes in them and dig the corn out. Yeah. What? It's horrible. So let's talk a little bit about meat and our thoughts on meat. Okay. Here's my thought. Mm. Yeah. So somebody shared something like, how can you justify like killing a cow? And it was a great Reddit response. Like if animals mm, don't meat, if animals don't want to get eaten, why are they made out of food? That's what the thing was. That's what it was. That's what the response was. And it's like this person right there. But that's the thing. I am not, I am all for meat, but I am also not for the unethical treatment of animals yeah, to get that. For meat. sure. A hundred percent. So, um, I definitely think that ethical farming is is something that needs to happen. And yeah. I would much rather eat there is a difference in taste between oh, yeah. an animal that was mistreated and an animal that was raised well. And here's the thing. I grew Is it, that selfish of me to be like, you lived a good life. You live a good life. You're so you can taste better. I can t- I can taste your lack I can of sorrow taste and your hope <laughs> and dreams. I can taste the fact that you were killed in a line of a thousand other cows. Um so it's weird, but we have the skewed vision of what farmers are 
and what people that raise cattle are. And the truth is 90% of farmers that you know have always raised their cows in a humane, not horrible way. Yeah, the majority, yeah. If you're driving down a rural road and see a fence that's got barbed wire on it and there's cows in it, that's pretty much like what a cow would do. Yeah, like in our area, most cows are either grass or hay fed or both. They're not being fed like in an industrial way with like corn feed and all that. They're basically healthy and you can tell that so like if you go down to the supermarket and have meat it's usually i around here yeah um you could so let me put it this way you go to walmart and get beef yeah then go to your local supermarket like price chopper or tops and get beef and then go and buy half a cow yeah different and then compare the flavors the walmart one is going to taste mostly like cardboard compared to the others the supermarkets around here get most of their meat locally, but they're the bigger farms. Yes. And a lot of times the animals aren't treated super well. Huh. So um, I know Walmart definitely know that the meat from there is coming from California most of the time and yeah. it's not good. And um, so you, you get a local local store, you're, you're in better shape. But then when you – once you've tasted meat from a cow that was raised lovingly – yeah, on a farm of less than a you know less than a hundred cows. Yeah, and you know it's expensive. It, it's not cheap. No, but I mean it's, it probably actually, it actually works out to be cheaper than buying meat from a supermarket. But you buy. I, I've never bought a half a cow, but I've partaken in an eighth. Yes, and that's still like yeah <laughs> what seventy or eighty pounds of meat. Yeah, and I it was like two hundred bucks. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there was roasts and ground beef and steaks and everything. And you know what? That meat was the best damn meat I've ever had. And that's the thing is I, it's a a unique look and it's kind of sad, but people have a skewed vision of what farmers are because I would not call anyone that is associated with the almost like, uh, industrial form of slaughterhouses and raising of beef. Yeah, that's not really a farmer. That's, you're not a farmer. You're a butcher. Not even a butcher. Because no, butchers is a noble profession yeah, too. Yeah, you're, you're like a processor and that's it. And that it's just... You're a factory. Yeah, and so farmers care deeply for the animals under their care. Definitely. In some form. And that doesn't mean they good, the are going to hesitate to be like, okay, well, well I got to thin the herd a I little bit. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, yeah. but my buddy that I used to work with, Joe, who had who raised um, lambs. Yeah. And go and he raised a few things, but the main thing I remember him talking about was when he was when he had to slaughter a lamb. Yeah. He would um, love on it, pet it, give it the best meal of its life, and while it was eating the last meal. He would put his pistol to the back of its head so it just instantly it instantly died and there was no pain, no yeah. suffering. And you know what? I had some of that and it was the best you – know, some yeah. of the best damn things I've ever tasted. Yeah. And the reason is, is that animal never had to know any suffering. Yeah. And I mean, it's something that a lot of people just can't get. The idea that how can you care for something but then kill it and eat it? We've and, been doing that. That's why we're still yeah, around. We've been doing yeah. that for thousands of years. And that's the thing is like cows would not be what they are. Pigs would not be what they are. None of those things would be what they are now if it weren't for those practices. And there's a, don't get me wrong, 
a lot of farmers, they might not necessarily, they don't treat their, a lot of them don't treat their like livestock as pets and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, some of them, they will name them. They, you know, they take care of them. They do this and they don't just see it as something like, well, we're going to have to get rid of that one. Like deep down, it never gets easier. They just understand that that's how life is. And now we're so separated. You're, we've said this definitely before on the podcast. If you eat meat, you should be able to butcher whatever it is that you are going to eat. So if yeah. you can't go and butcher a cow or at least be present during that, you have no right to eat beef. Yeah. It's not just a product you pick up off the shelf. Yeah. And just like our podcast is not a podcast you can just pick up off the shelf. Wow, that was a good one. Yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah, this so, has been a mess. <laughs> this episode. I, but I am very much looking forward to listening to it. This will be a good one. This will be yeah. a good one. So with that, you know, you guys, go ahead, share this episode. We yeah. want more people to hear us ramble on about nonsense for way too long. Yeah. And we want more people to hear my son uh, interrupt the podcast about 50 minutes in. We yep. want more of that. Yeah. Um, you know, you should just throw us a like on Facebook. Exactly. Do one of those. If you share, that'd be more than amazing. And uh, like we talked about, go and support the people who support us. Go check out Dan Nosferatu-D on Twitch.tv. He's telling spooky stories right now. Yeah, he's telling spooky stories right now. But you won't know that because this is pre-recorded. Oh, no, the magic. Bye. Later. (laughs) Wow, that was like... (laughs) <laughs> that was a train wreck. That was a train wreck that ran into another train wreck <laughs> when a, cl- a, fr- a plane crashed into that train wreck. <laughs>
Silencio! Hey, Brian! I mean, hey, me! 